Hi, friends. Welcome to the Get Off Your Affirmation podcast. I'm Leona Evans, and I'm here today with my son and co-host, Matthew J. Evans. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm really good. I'm excited today. We're talking about one of my favorite topics. Really? One of your favorite topics? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's one of my favorite topics, but <laughs> it is one that I've had a lot of challenge with and I've had a lot of experience trying to work on. So. Yes. It's one that we've talked about a lot, a lot, a lot mm-hmm. over the years. The title of our conversation today is, what are we waiting for? That is such a common phrase. It's become a cliche. Yeah. What are you waiting for? People will say to us when they say, oh, well, how's this project doing? Or how's this aspect of your career going? Or how's the painting project in in your house going? And it's like, well, you know, it's uh, going. I'll, going. I'll get to it when the time is right. Yeah. And people will say, what are you waiting for? Yeah, just do it. Yeah, just do it. And so today, I would like to respectfully challenge all of our listeners to get off your affirmation and just do it. Now, that's a lot easier said. Yeah. Because we have a lot of reasons why we don't. A lot of reasons that are valid or reasons that have become comfortable for us or reasons that mask the real reason. One of the reasons is that we don't feel that we're ready to tackle the task. One of the first things that come to mind when people say they're not ready is that they haven't taken enough time to study the topic. Mm -hmm. They haven't taken enough time to really know what they're doing. And so they're frightened and they're waiting for the time when they're no longer frightened Mm -hmm. in order to just do it. Yeah. But you see, that doesn't work. Oh, no. It (laughs) It doesn't doesn't, work. It doesn't work. Because I don't know if there's a time when we're not afraid. Yeah. If I waited until I wasn't afraid or or felt completely knowledgeable and prepared for something, I don't think I would ever do anything. I don't think I'd, like, get out of bed because I wouldn't feel prepared. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's very intimidating. Well, it is, you know, and the problem with criticizing that uh, reasoning, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not prepared enough, is that sometimes we're not. It's very true. But then we have to understand this part of our goal to get the information we need, get the training we need, mm-hmm. and then do it. Yeah. But very often we don't mm-hmm. because we are afraid that even if we do know what we're doing, we won't be able to do it well. Mm-hmm. And so we paralyze ourselves. We we just live in that fear and we make excuses to ourselves and others. So that reminds me of an experience that you had years ago. Mm-hmm. As you were growing up, I noticed that you were afraid of heights yeah. and you didn't want to jump off the diving board or climb or do any of the things that involve heights. Mm -hmm. And I wanted you to feel more comfortable. And so I was constantly exposing you to opportunities that would give you the chance to get over your fear. Well, there was one time 
I think you were about seven or eight years old. You were taking swimming classes at the local park, and uh, everyone was asked to jump off the diving board. The high dive, not just the regular diving board. Well, it was high. I mean, it wasn't like the Olympics, but it was higher than the the lower one. Uh And the kids were doing it, and I felt that in this safe environment where, you know, you had teachers and lifeguards and and you had peers your own age that were doing it, that it would give you a sense of victory and a sense of greater confidence so that you could let go of that pervasive fear that seemed to come up rather often. And so you got up to the diving board. You walked to the end Mm -hmm. of the diving board. Looked off the edge. At the endless abyss of a, I guess, 12-foot pool. But to me, it seemed like an endless abyss. Mm-hmm. And I could not jump off. You and didn't do it. I I had to turn around and climb back down. And it was really embarrassing. And I think I, think I went up and had to climb back down maybe half a dozen times. I think it was more than once, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Which I felt was a really, really hard knock to your Mm self-esteem. You wanted to do it. You had a belief that you could, but it wasn't strong enough to actually help you over the danger that you might have associated with it. So I remember that day and you came back to sit down next to me and I said, how about if I make a deal with you? And the deal is this. If you jump off the higher diving board I will hold a frog in my hand. And you know why that appealed to you? Because I loved frogs and and all of that stuff. And I knew that you were terrified. Absolutely terrified. Oh, yeah. An irrational fear that I've had for years, have worked on with counseling and other other techniques to overcome phobias. Mm -hmm. But there was something about the frog Mm -hmm. that was so threatening to me that I couldn't even watch the old Budweiser commercials. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't see them on TV. And so when I shared with you that I would hold that frog in my hand, in other words, I would face one of my worst phobic fears Mm -hmm. if you were to face one of yours. Yeah. That was an incentive to you, It was a big incentive. I mean, partly it was like, okay, you know, we're both going to be doing something scary. Mm -hmm. And I also think another incentive was that I knew it was going to be really funny to me uh, watching how nervous and scared you would be by a frog, which to me is so cute and adorable and almost cuddly. (laughs) (laughs) So I I knew I was going to really enjoy that. So it was like, all right, we're both going to do something scary and I'm going to really get a laugh, you know? So it was like two big motivations. And those motivations were stronger than your fear. Yeah. And so for that moment, it, they were. Well, and then what happened after that? I jumped off the diving board. You did. Like three times. <laughs> I, know. It, I don't know why I did it again because, you know, I only had to do it once. But I think yeah, maybe but- I thought if I jumped off three times. You'd hold, like, three frogs. I don't know how that worked. No, it wasn't a three-frog deal. But I'll (laughs) tell you, I was excited because not only did you do it on the dare Mm -hmm. the first time, but you did it the second and third time because you wanted to. Yeah, it was really fun. And because it was fun. Yeah, Yeah. I found the enjoyment. And I I found that that fear, that facing that fear and feeling that, like, rush as you're kind of falling 
from a diving board is fun. I enjoyed it, you know. Yeah. I'm always like that. I'm still like that with roller coaster rides or things like that. You know, I'm terrified. I'm sweating. I'm nauseated walking up the stairs and doing, oh, my gosh, and then seeing how high you get. And then, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. And then the minute it's over, I'm like, oh, I'd love to do that again, you know. (laughs) Yes, yes, I know. What happened when it was my turn? Now, you were in, what was it called, Critter Camp? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, you were about seven or eight years old at the time. And you were going to, you know, because you love nature Mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. got a chance to dissect things and be one with all the... And get to kind of be introduced to a lot of local wildlife and Mm -hmm. learn a lot about nature and and ecosystems. And it, it was fantastic. Well... I went to pick you up on mm-hmm. the last day. Mm-hmm. I had prepared myself as well as I we, could. Last you, day was frog day for us. Yeah. It, we had worked it out. And so I I did everything to prepare myself, knowing that we are one with all life, that this frog is a, is a creature of God. It's a part of nature. It has its own beauty, even if I can't recognize it. And just to go in there with a totally welcoming attitude. Well, honestly, I think that was a little too much to ask of myself because while I was willing, I mean, I wanted to be willing to hold it in my hand, that didn't mean that I had to be happy about it. You did place it in my hand, or was it the teacher? The teacher. The teacher Uh, placed it in my hand. I couldn't open my eyes because I was too afraid, and I started to cry. A little bit. Yeah, just just a little. There were tears coming in. And you guys laughed and laughed yeah. and laughed. And I'm, I mean, that was it's, fine. It's funny. I, I don't well, know. Well, it mean, was funny. It, yeah. The, the fact is, I did it. Mm-hmm. I know. And it was super great that you did it. We were all super excited and happy that you did it. You I know? mean, I know that if I ever saw one again, I would continue to want to be calm and understand that, yes, it is a part of life and mm-hmm. it is an irrational fear. But the strength of those irrational fears can really be overpowering sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I believe is that if we can get... of our consciousness to agree to just do it, then we can drag the other 49 along. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, if we have 49% that are willing and 51% is overcome with fears and and hideous visions of disaster, Mm -hmm. then we will be fighting what might be a losing battle. But all we have to do is get to 51%. And you did it another time. Yeah. Do you remember? Now, this, at this point, you were about mm, 12? Yeah, I was older and still not over my fear of heights. I mean, I'm still not really completely over my fear of heights. This was a program that was being offered through the Screen Actors Guild, these programs for kids that had volunteering opportunities and kind of big group activities. Otherwise, you know, we only see each other on set or at auditions, you know. Yeah, so it was to enhance self-esteem yeah. and create a strength and and mm-hmm. community, a sense yeah. of community. So what was it that I asked you to promise me that you would well, it participate was, it in? It was a, a ropes course thing, like an elevated rope rope course that, that ended with a, a zip line, a very high, to me, a high zip line. It was high. Yeah, and it was one of the last activities of the day. So let me just say yeah. this. So I dropped you off at the activity. Mm-hmm. I spoke to one of the trainers, one of the counselors mm-hmm. who facilitates that, that camp. And I said, 
uh, Matthew has promised me that he would do the zip line activity. Mm-hmm. And I would like to ask if you would encourage him to keep that promise. And mm-hmm. so I then left, took a book, went to McDonald's and sat there for a few hours <laughs> reading. And when I saw it was time to pick you up, mm-hmm. I went back to the campsite. Now, you had promised me that you would do it. Yeah. And so I expected you mm-hmm. to have done it. Yep. When I expected to have done it. Yes. I- <laughs> and so please share what happened while I was I didn't do it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I I started to climb climb up the ladder. I got about halfway up the ladder and I had to go. Uh, throw up. <laughs> I got so anxious. You threw up. I was. Yes. I actually threw up. So nervous. So terrified. So uh, anxious um, mm-hmm. at seeing how high I was going. I couldn't do it. So everybody did it. A few people did it twice. Mm. The, the ropes course, and I was like, "You have fun. I'm gonna be a nervous wreck on the ground." So I kind of felt bad about it that I didn't do it, and felt kind of defeated. So when you got there, mm-hmm. and you said. So you didn't do it. <laughs> um, it I, I really, I don't. I, I had to do it again, and you were very encouraging, and everybody was very encouraging. Well, let me explain what I thought was the most important out mm-hmm. of that thing that you gave me your word. Yeah. And your word has to mean something. Mm-hmm. You have to respect your word and the word of others until they prove that you can't. But I wanted very much not only for you to take pride in what you did but to know that you went way out of your way to keep your promise Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. way out of your way yeah and that would cause you to feel stronger and and to feel clear about your your ethics your values so when you started up again i told two of the kids that were standing right near me and the counselor i said Matthew's going to try it again, and he really, really wants to do it, but he needs your help. Mm -hmm. And so they started clapping and saying, Matthew, Matthew, (laughs) Matthew, yeah. Yeah. And you were going all eyes were on you yeah which which almost made it worse because it's like oh for you know it's bad enough i have to do this but now i have to know that everybody's watching me fumble and stumble and yeah i i because there were other people on the thing at at, on the course at that time Mm because it was like the last call oh everybody wants to do it one more time and i was like well i've got to do it the first time but yeah other people were going along but i could feel everybody staring at me as I'm climbing across the thing. Just giving you the most exciting mm-hmm. positive affirmations yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. And so you got So got the to land. the end. Yeah, got to the end all the way up across, all the way up the ladder and across these little obstacle courses and up in the air. And Now, finally, bear in mind that you were strapped. Yeah, strapped And in. you had a counselor following you. Yeah, and they, they counselor at the different kind of checkpoints so they can hook you into the next piece of the of the rope course Mm -hmm. so i finally got to the the last one which was getting hooked into the zip line so there was the guy the counselor up there and usually hooks you into the zip line you go Mm -hmm. it's like all right see it you know i got up there he hooks me in and i see because now (laughs) because when you're on the rest of the rope course you can kind of be looking up you can see where you have to grab you can kind of I could kind of keep my mind on the fact that I was many feet up in the air. Yes. You know, 
But this, with the zip line, it's you and the ground way underneath you, and there was nothing for me to look at besides the ground and imagining myself just falling and splatting on the ground. Mm. So I couldn't go. I couldn't. And he said, you don't even have to jump. You just have to step. And I said, man, I can't even move my feet right now. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, know? you had that moment of, of where the fear really mm-hmm. overtook where you. Where it really overtook it me. It paralyzed you. And I was standing there for what felt to me like several hours. I'm sure it was just like a minute, maybe even less than a minute. Oh, I don't know. I think maybe three. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It felt like 10,000 years Yeah, to I'm me. sure it did. Yeah. Um, and the counselor who was doing such a great job being encouraging and helping me along. Even his patience was starting to be worn out a little bit. He he said, you ever seen those Nike commercials? The ones that say, just do it. You should... You should do it. (laughs) And I I could tell he was getting a little impatient. So it's like, ah, man. So everybody's watching me. He's waiting because, you know, he wants to, like, be done for the day. (laughs) So I, I don't know what I did. I think I closed my eyes and I just stepped off. Yes. And I felt like I was going to die the whole time I was going. But by the time I got on the ground, everybody had come around and they were really flipping out. Applause and cheering. And the counselor gave you a special gift certificate for heroism. Uh Uh-huh. You know, because all of us knew what it took for you to do that. Everyone was so proud of you. Yeah. And it was very exciting that you did it. It was. It was nerve-wracking, but I'm glad I did it. And and it was encouraging in in subsequent experiences, remembering that mm-hmm. and trying to be like, well, I did that, so I can do this. Exactly, and that's the whole point, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. No one says you're going to have to spend every weekend ziplining. Mm-hmm. There's no point in that. You've mm-hmm. already done it. Mm-hmm. If it isn't fun for you, you don't have to keep doing exactly. it. But the important thing is that you overcame your fear. You use that as a step up. It's a foundation for creating a greater sense of self-esteem. So mm-hmm. what happens when we put things in our way? We don't feel good about ourselves. We know that we're lying to ourselves when mm-hmm. we believe that something has to happen first before we can move ahead with our goals. It reminds me of a, a very poignant situation that happened years ago when I was still in the theater. I was working with a young woman who was a woman of size. She was extremely talented. She was a comedian. And, and one day she said to me after a rehearsal, she said, you know, Leona, if I looked like you, I would conquer the world. And it was really interesting because I thought, gee, I, I wonder what that means exactly because I look like me, And I haven't conquered the world. I mean, I was a little mixed up as to what point she was trying to make, but I understood that the point she was making was, if I didn't have this weight on myself, I would be out there doing my thing, enjoying my life. Mm -hmm. But she couldn't take those risks because she wasn't going to lose the weight. Mm -hmm. Now, for me... I thought she was great just the way she was. I mean, things have changed radically over the years. There's still a problem with fat shaming and people thinking there's only one right size to be. But I never thought of her as handicapped in any way, Mm -hmm. except by her own fear 
that she would try it and fail. That's another reason why we don't do things. Mm. We're so afraid of failure. And conversely, we're so afraid of success. Oh my God, if I do it, that means I'll have to do it again. You know, what if I can't, what if I just get lucky one time and and I can't repeat it? Yes, exactly. You know, it's just, it's just a conundrum. It Mm. is really a, a terrifying thing and something that we really need to look at seriously and understand what is inherent in these opportunities to take a risk. Mm-hmm. Now, let me uh, make a disclaimer here. Mm-hmm. I am not talking about pretending you're Superman and jumping off a building. Yeah. I'm not talking about taking unnecessary risks. I'm not talking about doing things that haven't proven to be as safe as they can be. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about moving to our next level of unfoldment in whatever area that might be that will give us joy, that will help us understand that we are moving forward, mm-hmm. that we are taking those risks because we have a passion yeah. for what we're doing. Yeah. As part of our goals that we set and as part of the hero's journey, you know, we, we have to be facing things that are scary. And yeah. that's that's part of that process. Yeah. I know. And and to think that we have to wait for when we're not afraid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just another reason for not doing yeah. forever. Yeah. Because there isn't that moment. No. It's always a risk. Mm-hmm. But that's not a reason to not do it. Yeah. It is a reason to kind of embrace that fear and mm-hmm. see if there's anything legitimate about it. Is it because I haven't practiced? Well, I'll take... Uh, this particular period of time and practice. Mm -hmm. Are they giving me a date that's too close and I might not be prepared? Okay, let's set the date for another two weeks or a month, whatever, and I will be prepared. But it won't be an indefinite time of preparation Mm -hmm. because a lot of time, oh, I'm still, I'm working on it. I'm I'm working on it. I'll get there. I'm working. Yeah, I'll get there eventually. The, The fact of the matter is if we don't, really want to pursue it, or if we feel we're being pressured to pursue a particular thing, then we need to have the courage Mm -hmm. to say, it's not something that I really want that much. Yeah. And choose something else and do that. Mm -hmm. But you can't just choose something else and say, well, I'll, I'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because what we have is low self esteem that keeps us trapped in a place that is not healthy or happy for us, but it prevents us from moving on. We need to accept the fact that there's always going to be that element of fear. Mm -hmm. We make the choice to do it because there's something greater. There's at least 51% that says, I want to experience that victory. Mm Mm-hmm. That will be a stepping stone to another opportunity. But just because we're afraid to fail, because there's a whole other series of programs we can do on people that were just monumental failures, but those things became their success. We know those things, and yet we don't internalize them, which is really what this program is all about. Mm -hmm. Let's just get off our affirmation and do it Mm -hmm. without feeling reckless, without feeling unprepared, without feeling that, you know, there's too much at stake. Let's just move that 49, 50% to 51 and say, the universe is supporting me. I would not have this desire if I didn't 
really know that it was part of my greater growth and unfoldment. I no longer choose to live in fear. I choose to take the steps rationally, intelligently, lovingly, to the best of my ability, and take that risk, knowing that the outcome will only give me a greater opportunity to try again. That's fantastic. I love that. And and maintaining that self-knowledge to so that the things that we are taking the risk on and, and facing our fears about are beneficial to us, are really what we need to be doing, mm-hmm. you know, to get further along on our goals and on our on our hero's journey. Yeah. And again, we have to be completely honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. If we mm-hmm. say no, I really don't want to do it. And one of the reasons I've been procrastinating is I just don't want to disappoint people who really need to see me do it. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, we need to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. And we've got to remember that if we do let go of pursuing that that we are going to find something that we're willing to pursue, not be all surprised when we're scared again, but this time understand it and continue to work on expanding our consciousness until we have the courage to know that real strength, real courage is in feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. I believe that's a quote of Frank L. Baum's from The Wizard of Oz Yeah, to I, the cowardly lion who was never really cowardly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He just made himself miserable believing he was. Mm-hmm. And it took another voice, a voice of an observer, to tell him, you wouldn't have been able to do those things if you hadn't had the courage. Mm-hmm. So you don't need a medal. You just need to understand that you have what it takes to do what it is that you need to do and for you to realize that you are being supported every step of the way, number one, and number two, that so-called failures need to be interpreted in the light of an ongoing process, and number three, that we need to continue to develop our sense of self-worth by proving that we will not let these fears keep us down on a continual basis. I love it. That's fantastic. And something to always keep working on. Always something to keep working on. So thank you for listening to this program. Thank you for internalizing these ideas. We would love to hear from you. Please keep tuning in and let us know what you like and how we can support you. Thanks so much for listening to the Get Off Your Affirmation podcast. Please find us on Facebook and connect with us at getoffyouraffirmation.com. We look forward to hearing your feedback. Have a wonderful week. You deserve it.